now live from beautiful Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, you're watching My Fellow Americans with your host, Spike Cohen. Yes! Yes! It's me! It's me! Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Keep clapping. Yes, clap for the miracle. How would we know that you wanted the miracle if you didn't keep clapping? Welcome to My Fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen. Thank you for tuning in to this special Monday brunch episode of the show with me, Spike Cohen. This is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, on Anchor for all your podcasting needs, Twitter, Periscope, iTunes, Google Play, Float. Check us out everywhere, Muddy Waters Media taking over the internet. Be sure to like us, follow us, hit us with five stars, hit the bell if applicable, and share this right the hell now. The last thing I want is for your closest friends and loved ones to miss out on a roughly hour to half hour long libertarian podcast on a Monday afternoon while they're working. So be sure to share this. Give the gift of Spike Cohen today. Kids love it. Uh, This episode is brought to you by the... uh, well, hold on. Oh, it's not there. Hold on. This episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Dad Bod Calendar and by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. I don't have the graphics for those, but it's brought to you by both of those. The intro and outro music is uh, uh, courtesy of the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That's J-O-D-A-V-I. Check him out on Facebook, on SoundCloud. Uh, go to his band camp, joedavimusic.bandcamp.com. Buy his entire discography. It's like $15. I'd like to thank Kroger. I'd like to thank Kroger for this delicious purified drinking water that I drink on this and every episode of my fellow Americans, Bulabanaka. Shout out to Tehran Turks' mom and him as always. Guys, I probably don't even need to introduce my guest today. Uh, he was the pioneer of antivirus software who later became a yoga guru, moved to Belize before living a life as a fugitive from their, their government, briefly came back to the U.S., ran for the Libertarian Party nomination for president, now back on the land from the U.S. government, also still running for president for the Libertarian Party nomination. I'm literally wasting your time by continuing to talk instead of just letting him come on. Ladies and gentlemen, my fellow Americans, please welcome to the show, Mr. John McAfee. John, thanks so much for coming on. Well, well thank you, Spike. I've, I've been listening to you. I wanted to follow you myself, but I couldn't find a follow button on the screen. I mean, you, 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 uh, you're an excellent promoter, my friend. Well, they took away our like button on Facebook. Um, ah, well, that's too bad. <laughs> kind of gives you an idea of what the show. Yeah, it gives you an idea of what the show is going to be like when Facebook doesn't allow people to like us anymore. Uh, so, guys, be sure to tune in with your uh, thoughts and questions, and John and I will tell you if you are right or wrong. Now, John, you had said when you reached out to podcasters to be interviewed, you said you didn't want any any kind of like pre-planned, pre-canned questions or anything like that. You want you didn't want anything in the way of us just having a real and frank conversation. Well, you're in for a real treat, my friend, because I never Get do it. anything, any planning for the show at all. I just show up. Perfect. So Perfect. there's nothing. Me too. I have no idea what we're doing. So um, I want to give you, I just want to give you a chance to talk. So tell, what, tell me, what would you like to talk about? Oh, fuck. I mean, I, anything. You know, the, the topics of uh, conversation are endless. We can talk about politics, technology, um, cryptocurrency, the IRS, um, living in a feudal society. Let's start with that. Feudal society. Okay? Feudal society. Let's start. start with that. I want, I want those listening, people in America who believe that 
you know, you're living in a true uh, democratic republic, that your voice is actually heard, uh, that as presidents and congressmen come or go, your life is actually impacted. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, this just is not the case. No. Um, no, I mean, in your lives, people, when a president is changed, does a single hair on your head get wafted by the breeze of that change? No, your life doesn't change. Nobody's life changes. Right. If you look at presidents from the past 75 years, nobody's truly done it. Obama, yes, he did Obamacare. It took him his entire uh, eight years, and the other half of that time he was he was campaigning, but he got it got it passed, got it done. What happened? Got unraveled by the next, and whatever the Republican administration does will be unraveled by the next. Your life doesn't change, and yet you spend so much time. Who is going to lead us? We have not had a leader, people, in seventy five years. Dwight Eisenhower was our last leader. Supreme commander of the Allied forces during World War II, that bastard had some power. It was a come down for him to be president of the U.S. And he right. didn't want the job. He was forced into that job by those who knew him best, his friends, uh, those that he respected. He said, you got to do this. Listen, we're still suffering the results of the war. The entire world is we need a leader. So he came in and he led us. He didn't lead us by telling us what the fuck we should do, like current administrations do. Guns are bad or guns are good, or uh, drugs are bad or drugs are good, or I'm indifferent. No, he just did his fucking job. Right. Now, what what do we do today? We elect those presidents who want the job. And not just want the job, I want that $300,000 salary more than anything. No, you're willing to pay $100 million to get that $300,000 salary. Right, it ain't the salary, and yeah. And we're the, no, it's not. So then you got to ask, what the fuck is it? No, I'm serious, people. What is it that makes a person or a party spend all this money to get that seat? And we're electing them. We're seeing them run. You're hearing about the incredible expenses that, that are being expended on these campaigns and knowing that whoever gets it doesn't matter because our system, people, is a car with a broken steering wheel. It's frozen. And we're worrying about who's driving it. Right. Who do we want to put in that broken car? It doesn't matter. Put a derelict in the street. This is why nothing changes. Because our country has something happening behind the curtain that we're not paying attention to. And that something is the CIA and a shadow government. And if we have time, I'd be more than happy to to pull back that curtain for you people and, and show you what's happening. But well, in my right. mind, listen, I, I don't want to be president, by the way, and I can't be. Please, God, there's no libertarian going to be president. I promise you. We live in a frozen two-party system. The last person to have any chance in hell was Ross Perot, and there will be a, there will be no other. 
our two-party system rules this country. And behind the curtain, the CIA rules the two-party system. And we are mere sheep and cattle herded where they will and doing as we're told or not doing as we're told. It's your body, but you may not put drugs in it. I'm sorry. Right. Government owns that part of your body. Not your body or your mind, but in certain times you couldn't even put things in your mind. Darwinism legal to teach it in America for a dozen years. I mean, good God, people wake up. Wake up. It doesn't matter. It's not that we are running to be present, because if that's the case, I'm out of this party, because we know. And the public knows we will not get the presidency. So let's stop pretending. So Let's then use this opportunity to run so that we can use the access to the national stage to reveal what's behind that fucking curtain. So that's what I wanted to ask you, because when I went to your website, it's saying don't vote McAfee. And I'm thinking, is this sort of like a Brewster's Millions, none of the above campaign? Or... No, don't, don't, waste, don't waste your vote. I want people to vote in. Number one, stop voting in people my age or younger than me by certainly more than 30 years. If someone's 40 years old, they're too goddamn old. I'm sorry, we live in a world that is radically changing and we need fresh blood. Someone like me, I have lived under this broken system, lived under the perversion and the corruption. I am tainted by definition. You can't live in this system and not be tainted. No, you don't want me. You want a 25-year-old. Or if you really want to fix this government, vote everybody out and vote in the derelicts in the street, the winos under the bridges, because I promise you we'll have a better America. It will take 50 years for those bastards to get their act together enough to start corrupting this government to the point that we are being abused by them. I mean, so, so find the most, so basically has, find like the most what? hapless people that you can, because then it's going to take them a while to yeah, figure out how to screw can, you. Well, they can't do any damage. What damage can a wino do in the president's office? Lock him in there and feed him wine and you will be <laughs> fine. And the same, lock the doors of Congress. Do what you have to do. You know, send in 500 Bangkok prostitutes and some booze. I don't know, maybe drugs. But lock them in and pay them no mind. Because our government is not the government that we see. Do you know what the CIA calls politicians? Presidents, congressmen, senators, you know what they call them? No. Trans transients. That's the word. Never in, in into their face, but in their internal transients. Why? God damn, they come. They're there for four years and gone. Eight, maybe, if you're lucky. And me, the CIA, or the people in the CIA are going, well, <laughs> I've been here my whole life. I started at 25, and you never retire from a covert agency in America. No, sir, you're there for life. And you have spent every minute of every day analyzing some aspect of the world's political, financial, social, cultural, or religious energies that interface and relate in the most complex of all ways. And you expect a president to come in who's a politician, spend half of his time getting here just campaigning or making enough money to become the president. Right. No, 
you can't train them. You can't possibly enlighten them. So you just control them. How? Because you own the real information for the CIA. And if you think the CIA does not know everything in this world, then wake up, people. They do. I'm aware fully of their technology, and it is awesome. So well, what do you do? We need to we need to have Iraq uh, neutralized in the Middle East. How do we do that? Uh, let's tell Bush that they've got nuclear weapons. That should work. If he doesn't do that, we'll tell him something else. Well, told Bush and Congress, CIA with 100% accuracy and precision and absolute knowledge. No that Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction and missiles capable of delivering them to our closest allies like England. What are you going to do, George? <laughs> he did what they knew he would do. What he was told Bomb to do, right? them into the Stone Age. This is how it's done, good God. Not even with false. You can give truthful information, but just the pieces that appeal to you and will motivate a person to move and act in the right direction. Now, these people aren't they're not monsters. I don't think they're evil. I think they're true patriots. I really do. I mean, you can't not be a patriot if you have dedicated your entire life from your early 20s to the grave to an organization that allegedly protects the national interest. So I think they're patriots. I don't think they're evil. I think they see the truth. Good God, we're hopeless if we're going to let presidents and Congress make these fucking decisions. That's how they see it. They're simply misguided. They have overreached their authority and their charter because I didn't elect them and neither did you, neither did anyone. So before we worry about who's sitting in that chair, I, I, it's totally irrelevant. Let us get the curtain open and let's look back there and see what we're dealing with. And you're not going to like it, people. Like and you've been, you've been, uh, one of the things you've been pushing for is blockchain and cryptocurrency, which I guess you see as a way of kind of yes. divorcing yourself from that system. Now, last month, you raised your famous, I'm going to eat my dick prediction from $1 million to $2 million. Uh, so for no, those that, who don't... That's, that's mainstream media garbage. At no point did I ever say anything remotely like that. So no, I did so, not. So is it still $1 million or? It's $1 million still. I've never okay. changed it. Okay, so one million. So you've said that if I, that, that uh, you believe that um, by the end of 2020, uh, Bitcoin will be worth a million dollars or more. You've talked about how because of uh, there's only about 21 million Bitcoin, we've lost about 7 million. So even if you say there's about 15 million, 4 million of which are going to take forever to mine. So it's naturally a deflationary currency. Um, right, and we're continuing to lose four times faster than we're mining new ones. So, but but listen, people talk about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is of no consequence, people. Bitcoin is the oldest, clunkiest, most archaic of of uh, cryptocurrency technology. Right, right. The reason it's going to be so 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 big is because everybody knows the name, and it's the grandfather, and it will be used as a store of value. But it has no privacy. You can't put a smart contract on that blockchain. Um, it's slow and clunky. No, we need to talk more about cryptocurrency as a whole. There are 7,000 coins out there. Bitcoin is just one. Happens to be the largest in terms of market volume. First to market, right. No, but by no means the largest in terms of practical use, meaning buying and selling using it. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, after the show, when you uh, pay me with Bitcoin to be a member of my premium Snapchat, 
um, we'll yeah. now have control of each other. We'll now actually see each other's wallets and can keep track of what the other is doing yeah, right. from and then on. And that's the only reason. That's the only reason I came on your show, so I could get your wallet address and <laughs> uh, and then and then blackmail you. So I monitor every penny that comes in and goes out of that wallet and to which address for the rest of your life. So I know eventually I'm going to catch you with something that will return my bitcoins. I mean, exactly. Exactly. And you'll get all that premium Snapchat time in the meantime. <laughs> so, and this, so this is what I wanted to ask. So you still think even because Bitcoin's slow and clunky, just because it's first to market and most recognized, it's still going to have this huge jump. Do you think it's then going to stay well, in that I, region or, or it's eventually going to so. be I like Prodigy so. or AOL? You need, you need, well, I, I don't know. I mean, why? Listen, I, I know it will hit a million dollars. I know this, and anybody who wants to run the math will say, oh, my God, yes, it has to, at the very least. <laughs> um, uh, what will happen in the long run, I don't know, because the technology of, of the blockchain is evolving so rapidly. But new concepts, new things nobody thought about at the right. time Bitcoin was started. And um, it, it will simply get lost in that morass in terms of utility in terms of use but it will still be the go-to for people you know want to hold some crypto cards but again it's bitcoin is so insignificant in the bitcoin arena based on the fact that it's such an ancient and impractical technology right uh, the big things are monero or um anything that you can attach a smart contract to, right, or privacy, like, private Ethereum, coins, Ethereum, yeah. whatever. Um, so this is where the future will be. Very good. I wanted my followers usually give me great questions, and so I reached out to them and said, "said What kind of questions? I'm going to pull them up so you can see what I'm dealing with with my followers." I said, "What kind of questions would you like me to ask John McAfee? John McAfee, right? Here are the questions that my followers. Okay, I'm just going to give you the. So I got." Whale sex, vagina size, Bitcoin, $1 million, eat dick. And then it honestly goes downhill very quickly from there. Um, I would be remiss because at least 50% asked. Thank you. I know you've talked about the whale sex thing before. You have yes. made a compelling point that it's you don't really have to worry about consent when it comes to a 70,000 pound sea animal. If it if it wants to do it, it's going to happen, and if it doesn't want to do it, yeah, you'll probably die. Absolutely. But right. my my question is, or what my followers' question is, and this is the one I'm going to allow them to have because the rest were even worse than that. Uh, a whale's vagina, I would assume, is large enough for us to just crawl into. Oh, absolutely. If people think whale sex is you simply pull down your pants and pull out your your penis, and no, I mean because a whale vagina is eight feet long. Right. Two point five feet wide. All right. Okay. Now, now you crawl up inside of people. Good God! But your first problem here, everybody, we're living in such a religiously backward and and reserved and constrained culture. Everybody's asking about the whale vagina. <laughs> I, I do anal sex with female whales. It's just my thing, and so. You know, you should be asking about that, but no one does, and therefore I will not. I'm, say I'm it. more than if that's what you would like to talk about. <laughs> I'm fine with that. No, absolutely not. I just said I, I finished on that subject. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, I do want to ask about technology. We were, we were kind of touching on this with, uh, uh, with, with crypto. I, we're, we have a, I see a dichotomy in our society that 
technology is both bringing us more personal freedom and access to information. So like on my phone, I, right now, I'm talking to someone who is literally on the lam and broadcasting it to the rest of the world. That is a level of unprecedented access to people and ability to broadcast. I can Is it not? I can is it not? Yes. I can reach I can pretty much the entirety of human knowledge I can access on this device. So you've got that yes. aspect of, of, of freedom and access to information. And yet at the same yes. time, I'm also carrying a government spy drone with me at all times that can listen in on me, both front and back camera to see who to see me and what I'm looking at. Um, and so, and, and the technology allows governments to increasingly spy on us, keep track of us. We used to laugh that we would be carrying around, you know, government trackers, and yet we're all doing it. It has a GPS on it we're and everything. We're all doing it, and we're so, paying for it. Yeah, and we're, we're paying, paying for it. And not, we're paying for it's it. Not like, it's not like they had to um, distract us to, to put that thing in our pocket. No, fuck me, we buy it willingly for lots of money. You've got people on Facebook right now telling everyone what they looked like 10 years ago and what they look like now, just in case the government needed any additional time, any additional help keeping track of who they are. My question to you, that dichotomy where we're becoming both more and more free in terms of access and information and more and more controlled in terms of them being able to keep track of what we're doing, do you see that ever coming to a head at some point? And if so... Who wins in that? Well, <laughs> there's there's the perennial question. And by the way, you mentioned drones. Um, this will become illegal. This is the Mavic of um, Platinum Pro 2. Tiny little thing. You can put it in a suitcase, almost in your coat pocket. $7,000. Uh, completely ready to go off of uh, Amazon. Uh, a range of 11 miles, 5-mile control. Right. A half-mile this is awesome for people to find out about governments. Think about it. governments have these walls, fences, yeah. uh, behind which you can't get, but this little fucker will fly anywhere. This will be illegal within two years, all over the world. I promise you, this will be illegal. They're already they're they're um, bearing down on drones. But that's a different issue. I'm just it's it's one of it's one of my hot buttons. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I, now that I've interrupted you one more time. No, 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 no. It's fine. So repeat uh, the question. Yeah. So my question was that reality that we are becoming both more free in terms of access to people and information, and more controlled in terms of being able for them literally yes. knowing what we're doing at every single second with full you know audio and video. Do you ever see yes. those two things coming to a head? Where, where something has to give one way or the other? And if so, which side do you think wins out? Well, I mean, up until now, uh, the government will always win out because right. the technology, every, for the past almost 100 years, every world-changing technology has come from the bowels of a government secret program or from Samsung or Microsoft, DARPA, yeah. Or some yeah. major corporation, with one exception. That's the blockchain, which came from a bunch of geeky developers with no corporate or governmental alliance, so to speak, who gave it to the world through open source and upon which we have built an amazing technology, the technology of the blockchains, plural, and cryptocurrency. And Bitcoin, like I said, thank God it existed, but... It's nothing compared to what is out there now, people. So it came from the people. If the government created the technology, 
you're not going to see it for 25 years. I know for a fact. I have worked on black programs. I worked on a program while at Lockheed that took 20 years for it to be told to the world, even though it came out 20 years earlier. Right. Hidden, hidden, you know, in the innards of uh, military airplanes and missiles and what have you. So, um, so is, if they control the technology, and so far they have, they will win. But we now control this technology. People understand the the this fork in the road that we are approaching for the first time in industrial history. The people have been given a tool to free themselves from financial control and manipulation by governments, agencies, financial institutions, regulatory bodies. No, we're free. But to be free, we've got to pick the fucker up and use it. You can't just sit there and go, oh, God, it's here. We're saved. No, because what are, what's happening? Governments are already fighting back, not not trying to cripple us and things, but by creating their own. China, we're going to have the crypto dollar soon and the crypto euro and the crypto right, pound. Right, 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 right. Um, and so you need to understand that these cryptocurrencies are illusions. I mean, they're real, absolutely. But the technology in these cryptocurrencies, rather than freeing you from the government, binds you even closer in government's webs. And now it will monitor every penny that you make and where it goes and to whom for a long string until they all know who everybody is doing everything with your money and it's all over for us. No, we've got to keep control of it ourselves. I'm sorry. No, 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 no problem. So, and would you put, and I'm assuming you would, like Facebook's Libra in that same category, even though they're ostensibly a private company, it's still the same thing. They're controlling it. Yes. When I said agency, I meant private companies, governments, regulatory bodies, banks, you name it. No, absolutely. It's a travesty. It's an abomination. Um, All it does is give Facebook absolute knowledge of everything you do now. Not just your friends and what you're doing, what you're saying, no, what you're spending, where, why, with whom, please God, no, stay away from that shit. Yeah, yeah. Totally different subject just popped into my head while we're talking. Uh, something I actually wanted to ask you when I first reached out to you when you were in Cuba. Um, and uh, um, when you were uh, in 2016, right after Gary Johnson got the nomination, you gave a speech uh, where you started essentially by saying, uh, I should have said this from the beginning, and I'm, I wish I had uh, said it from the beginning, but I look out at this audience and I see that it's 75% male and like 99.9% white or whatever, and, and you know, shame on you for the fact that, that it's that way. Not even specific to the Libertarian Party, but to, to the message of libertarianism and freedom in general. Why do you think it hasn't spread better or has failed to spread amongst the groups uh, racial minorities, uh, uh, religious minorities, LGBT people who are the most likely to be victimized by government. Why do you think it hasn't appealed more to them? Because there's a great deal of naivete built into it. I, I did another interview earlier today Okay. Uh, with a, a relatively aggressive, but very nice young um, uh, libertarian sort. And so he was grilling me about my, my respect for Che Guevara. And so he was giving an example of how Che had executed a bunch of people, and he didn't know whether they were guilty or not, but just executed them. Right. 
Um, and he said, that's without due process. Now, that flabbergasted me. Of course he did. Yes, many times. Please, somebody pick up a documentary on World War II and take any fucking battle. Do you realize that the, that the, um, the murder of innocence is part of war? And if you doubt me, America is the worst defender. We dropped the atomic bomb on the right. city of Nagasaki. Right, exactly. Killing 300,000 civilians and not a single soldier, not a single military base, not a single military target. So if you think that this shit is not part of war, then wait the fuck up, people. So yes, yes, he assassinated those people. It's war. Please, God, you don't have things like um, due process in a war. You've got your buddy's guts spilled out over the tank and you're wounded and you're, you don't know if you're going to survive it. People are shooting at you and you've got some hostages, which may be part of the enemy. You shoot them. This is what they do in wars. Please, God, people wake up. That's naivete. You understand? Okay. Naivete in thinking that the world is a, is a nice place and we're all going to be pleasant to each other if we just have the right laws. If we all say, no, you can't hurt anybody, but no one's going to hurt anybody. No, you got to be honest, and everyone's going to be honest. No, you must keep your contracts. No one will. We're dealing with people, a mixed bag of love and caring and compassion and anger, hate, jealousy, paranoia. Good God, we're a mixed bag, and we will not adhere to the simplicities that are unspoken in the Libertarian Party. They can be fixed. So you expect a black man on the streets of Chicago to listen to the shit that our leaders spout and say, yeah, I want that. They're going, you guys are crazy. You have no real experience with life, warfare, loss, danger, injustice. Because this will still be with us after, even if the Libertarian pure philosophy spreads worldwide, we will have just as much chaos, perhaps more so, than we have now, because the problem is not Democrat, Republican, Libertarian. No, no, the problem is human being. Right. We are a fucked up species, and our governments will be fucked up as a result. Right. We're, governments are an extension of what we've asked for in, in democratic countries for the most part. So so you think it's a level of sheltering. So then let me ask you this. Did you ever see the movie Idiocracy? No. Okay, so Idiocracy is a movie about how uh, technology uh, is in uh, protecting people from getting people that previously, if you know, if you apply to Dar- uh, Darwinism, people that previously would have died uh, as a result of their stupid choices, technology and you know medical care and so forth saves them. And so over time, you have sort of a reverse, uh, 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 reverse uh, uh, selection process where stupid people have more kids than smart people, and so society just becomes dumber and dumber. Do you agree with that pre- premise, or do you think that it's good that I don't know people aren't dying more easily or whatever? I agree fully with that premise. I mean, you, my friend. Spike are wearing glasses. Yes. Now, glasses are a relatively new invention. Right, right. Before, when people could not see very well, they were the first to get eaten. You're right. Fall off a cliff, trip in a hole. They were the first to go. Right. So, So what's happening now that people have glasses, our eyesight 
is slowly getting worse and worse and worse. And of course it would, because we're trying to correct a genetic uh, uh, problem with right. technology. I'm sorry. The only technology that genetics has any reverence for is the technology of mathematics and gene replication. That's it. That's the only thing that genetics gives a shit about. So, yes, we are, of course we're getting stupider. Of course, we are, we're living in a society that pays people not to work. Now, you tell me where we're headed. He's God. Use your right, hands. Right, right, right. No, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, <coughs> we have time uh, for one more question, my friend. I'm so okay, sorry. Okay, very good. Well, then let me... Okay, then I'm, uh, I'm going to go straight for it. Uh, Hong Kong. I, I assume that you've been following at least tangentially uh, what's been going on in Hong Kong. What are your thoughts on that, and how do you think it parallels what's going on in the U.S., if at all? I wish it did parallel, quite frankly. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you... No, no, I don't know if you've watched yeah. the dedication, the bravery, courage, the the stick-wittedness, and the true belief in their position that the Hong Kong people have. I mean, good God, look at them. They're wearing gas masks and umbrellas and raincoats, and they're going right. through wafts of tear gas, and fuck me. They're out there, aren't they? They are walking and storming the streets. They are making a noise. They are raising their voice. Now, right. I wish the fuck people in America had that degree of commitment to their ideals, their hopes, their dreams, more importantly, to their families and ones they love. Right. But we don't. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, we've talked about how on the show how if Hong Kong, if the people of Hong Kong were armed like Americans were, or if the American people had the tenacity that the Hong Kong people had, we wouldn't be worried about the stuff we're worried about. No, of course not. We are lazy. We are lackadaisical. Um, we ignore the reality around us. And it's so easy to ignore the reality around you now. All you have to do, if you don't like your reality, pull out your smartphone. Right. Log into Facebook or something, and you are now in a different reality. Right. And right, you don't right. have to pay attention to the tiger at the door that's starving and intent on eating you alive. I can forget about that because I've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and an infinite number of movies with home box office and Netflix. And so we don't need to pay attention to the reality around us. The people... It will come very soon, the day when you wish you had fucking paid attention. And it's not far off. Now, I believe I will live to see it, and I hope I live to see the reverse, which is people wake themselves up and realize life is not a dream. It's hard. It's rewarding. It's full of mystery and, and excitement and awe. It's a mystery every single day, every moment, if you see the reality around you, because the reality around you goes, you don't really matter too much to us. That's what the reality around you says. You're simply a tiny spark of a human in an infinite fucking universe. You just don't matter. And if you see how you just don't matter, then suddenly you will matter to yourself 
because you're going to be paying attention to mother fuck the universe isn't out to support me and feed me no it's the government that's going to support you and feed you and right. keep you warm and no 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 the universe is indifferent totally totally fucking indifferent and you people got to take responsibility you got to wake up take action i don't care if it's just opening your window and going fuck it we're walking down the street with a sign going taxation is theft i'm not paying anymore or try not filing a tax return check it out it's not illegal why are they after me well, i did it for 10 years and they didn't bother me only after i started speaking on national stages about right you guys want to know how to never pay taxes again and never be under the thumb of a corrupt overbearing pyramidal structured government has has only one thing in mind its own self-preservation not the countries but the governments here we are folks do something and thank you so much for having me on absolutely john thanks again for coming on and guys thanks again for uh for joining us on this special Monday brunch episode of My Fellow Americans. Tune in tomorrow where, uh, for the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I will be parsing through the week's events like the sweet autumn cherubs that we are. Thanks again for tuning in, and God bless you. Why?